recently, I got a special kind of sponsorship request. They just popped up in my inbox with excitement and a promise. They loved my videos, but clearly they have no idea what I do or were just desperate to get exposed. I'm not really sure which, but who am I to deny them of that experience, right? That company is called Timu, and at least that's how I'm going to be pronouncing the name, T-E-M-U. They are, in their own words, similar to Shein. You know, the same company that I did an episode on just mere months before they sent their requests stumbling into my inbox. Rarely do I have content just walk its way into my email, but today is one of those days. So Timu, here's your episode. Probably not the sponsorship you were looking for, but uh, thank you and you're welcome. Now, Timu, which captured the attention of millions during their Shop Like a Billionaire ad during the Super Bowl, which will not stop showing up every time someone turns on the damn TV, is a shopping app whose popularity and downloads have recently surpassed the likes of Amazon, Walmart, and Target. And it's easy to see why they're initially so enticing. They offer $19 wedding dresses, which is every bride's dream, of course, and a variety of electronics, clothing, and pretty much everything you can imagine for outlandishly low prices. And folks can receive free shipping. You can return your products for up to 90 days. It's a dream, except it's not. Since its massive rise in notoriety and popularity, Timu has faced near unprecedented amounts of complaints for the amount of time that they've been up and running. Sure, you can order your wedding dress for less than you would pay for a dumbass gag gift, but your wedding dress will also probably never get delivered to you. Looks like you'll be wearing that white cover-up you brought to the beach instead. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, and if it does, by some miracle, wind up making its way to your door, it might have a few holes in it, maybe a smell, or some other various issues wrong with it. Good thing it's only going to be used for one day because that's about all their products are good for anyway. Of course, we can't forget that the company that owns Timu has also found itself in multiple scandals over the years. That includes one where some of their factory workers literally died while on the job. They didn't bring that up in the email, but um, I helped them out and found it. Unfortunately, shopping like a billionaire seems to come with quite a few drawbacks and I haven't even scratched the surface. So let's dig a little bit deeper into the new Chinese shopping app that's sweeping the world. I'm Blair of the Illuminati and this is The Corporate Casket. Climb on in, Timu. Everybody was doing Timu hauls. It was Timu here, Timu there, Timu everywhere. So it's not sponsored. Timu has become the most downloaded shopping app in the United States, despite tensions with China. Eunice Yoon joins us right now with a look at the company. Have you heard about the popular shopping app called Timu? It's advertised as a place to buy almost anything you need and for far cheaper prices than you're gonna find about anywhere else. It's becoming quite the competitor to the Amazons of the world. Well, it's shot to the- It's pretty rare that we see a company get so big so fast that Time, Forbes, and Fortune all do their own articles about them over the course of a couple months. Usually that's kind of a wonderful thing. Maybe that company is breaking some boundaries, bringing something new into the world, or maybe, you know, solving world hunger or something. Okay, never the last one, but you get it. The point is, it's pretty rare that we see these three sources write about the same company and have mostly negative things to say about them universally. But Timu has managed to break that mold. As I started my research, I found that almost everyone has a rising list of concerns about the company and it's sweeping the nation. It's kind of a special type of accomplishment, really. 
The app, which has become the most downloaded free app on both the App Store and the Google Play Store, seemed to have come out of nowhere. You can buy an outrageous amount of products for incredibly low prices, and they even give out things for free to promote their brand, not just to influencers, but to normal everyday folks. Of course, this is done in a sort of creepy multi-level marketing type way. Basically, you convince people to sign up for the app and you earn points. The more points you earn, the more free things you can get. Sure, a lot of companies do shit like this and it always rubs me a little bit the wrong way, but they also have fun little games you can play on the app, usually just like spinning a wheel that allows you to play for a chance at free points and free items. But the bigger problem is, is when you dig a little deeper, you actually find a plethora of issues. One of the biggest is that the company has a tendency to just not deliver your items at quite an alarming rate. Timu has received 157 complaints from the BBB within the last year. Almost every single one of them claimed that they ordered items that never appeared. To be fair to the company, they have responded to every single complaint, but even someone with the BBB told Time that it was unusual for such a new company to receive so many bad reviews in such a quick amount of time. Some complaints found that even if the products did arrive, they were, you know, shit. Consumers who posted on Trustpilot said that none of the products they purchased actually worked. They were met with a response supposedly from the company that had absolutely nothing to do with their review and instead focused on their commitment to keeping their users' information safe. There's something about them leaving that comment on a complaint that had absolutely nothing to do with privacy or financial data that screams red flags. Maybe I'm just too paranoid, too touchy, too whatever over it, but I just think that's weird as hell. Just an opinion though. Of course, that opinion also comes from seeing a plethora of other complaints from people who have said that their cards had been charged without their authorization for items that they never bought and for the onslaught of emails and text messages they received after downloading the app. Sure, the app is brightly colored with lots of fun designs, games, and other things that make it incredibly enticing, just like those dirt cheap prices. But that doesn't mean I want an email every day or that I want my credit card to be charged multiple times for things I'm not even buying. They even have a fun little section on their website about what you should do if your card is charged twice. And again, just an opinion here, but seeing that doesn't give me the warm and fuzzy feelings inside. After all, things that show up in a company's FAQ section are usually there because enough people have continuously asked about it. That doesn't instill a lot of confidence in me, but again, just my opinion. With all the atrocious reviews, I decided to do something a little different. I just went ahead and looked through their app real quick just to see what I could find and oh boy, did I find some things. When I read that you could buy wedding dresses from Timu, I just knew I had to check it out. I was borderline expecting to find like cute little sundresses, you know, and people just calling them wedding dresses. I've seen some pretty adorable ones that people have used for elopements, but when I opened this app, I found something very different. There on the very first page were some absolutely just stunning, just gorgeous wedding dresses. I mean, like the kind you see when you tune into that TLC show, the say yes to the dress, like absolutely beautiful wedding dresses. Obviously that piqued my interest. So I put on my little investigator glasses and went full inspector gadget. Just kidding. What I did was actually pretty simple. I took one of the dresses and just did a reverse image search. And guess what I found? That same dress is on about 30 different websites, including one called eWedded, where it's on sale for $1,185. And that's the price when it's 50% off. 
So normally it's well over $2,000. And that's right. That same wedding dress apparently sells on Timu for $35.49 and uh, it's sold otherwise for $2,000. It's by a company called Enzuani and I found the dress on their website too. It's in their collection blue and the dress is called Leslie and it's designed by Kang Chu Lin and it is really pretty. Now, Timu does work with a variety of manufacturers to sell their products. It's not them making the inventory, it's them connecting people with the manufacturers to buy the products. This particular dress is from uh, V-I-T-R-C-H-P, Viter Chip, I don't know. No idea how to pronounce that. I don't know if it's supposed to be said, spelled, whatever. But these folks sell a bunch of evening wear dresses, including wedding dresses on Timu. But looking through the reviews is a little concerning. A lot of people say that they fit, but there's an abundance of reviews saying sequins would just come flying off, that the fabric was poor quality, and it's not like the picture. Some of the best reviews seem to come from people who got the item for free. Now, I'm not adamantly accusing them of selling a counterfeit product, but I will say that the one review I found the specific dress of the image I searched, which showed a picture, looks absolutely nothing like the picture used to promote it. So I'm just saying, buyer beware. Now, they have accessories on their app that I'm pretty sure is probably fine, like sunglasses, laptop covers, like little things of that nature. But I wouldn't say my trust is at an all-time high. I doubt that if I were to order something, it would appear exactly as the picture that they used to sell it. But again, that's opinions, lots of opinions here. I haven't actually tried it, but I'm just saying it doesn't seem to match up. Regardless, this is a company that seemingly appeared out of thin air. They launched in September and absolutely exploded. And just like their email to me said, they were similar to Shein and Wish and you know these other platforms that seem to just magically appear in the American market overnight, it absolutely had me curious. With all the conversations we're having about Chinese apps right now, that itself is a little bit concerning. But the other thing that concerns me is who actually owns Timu, because they have a little bit more going on than just some bad reviews on the BBB. Oh yeah, it gets a lot worse. Please be aware that this next section will briefly discuss death and suicide. And if that's gonna be a little too much for you to hear about at this moment, feel free to skip this section in its entirety. And he's looking at a winner, PID Duo Duo, PDD. It's up about 20% this week. I mean, I know these names, these Chinese stocks have been on the move a lot. PDD or PID Duo Duo, Chinese stocks. With Timu being such a new app, there's still a lot of stuff that we honestly just don't know about it. But a good way to gauge what might be coming is to look at the sister companies or the ones owned by the same massive group. And let me tell you, looking at Timu's sister company doesn't inspire a massive amount of confidence with me. In fact, it fills me with dread to wonder what could be happening that we just don't know about yet. Timu's sister company, which operates and sells to people in China is called Pin Duo Duo. It works basically the same way. It's online commerce for outrageously low prices. Over the past year, questions about their treatment of employees has been growing in China. In 2021, an employee who was in her early twenties was walking home from a long day at work with the company. It was around 1.30 in the morning and spontaneously, as she was walking with her colleagues, she collapsed. And a few hours later, she unfortunately died. The news of the spontaneous death of such a young woman sparked outrage on Chinese social media platforms. And almost instantly, a hashtag revolving around her death reached over 260 million views. And the outcry only grew after the company allegedly posted something that claimed, quote, all people from the bottom rungs of society exchanged their lives for money. Now. 
if I were a company coming under fire for my employees spontaneously passing away and the working conditions that could have been supposedly linked to that passing, that would not be the thing I would post, but they did. But while they tried to claim for quite a while that it was fake, despite it being on their official account, they eventually did come out and say that a contractor had posted it without permission. Still, the entire situation brought up two big questions. First, what exactly was happening in this company? And second, what was going on with Chinese labor expectations as a whole? People began to criticize what has now become known as 996 work culture in the country. And what is that, you might ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. It is the expectation that early career tech employees work 12-hour shifts from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. for six days a week. Oh, and overtime. Don't forget about that. Despite the fact that this working schedule is absolutely fucking insane, it has been praised by a wide range of Chinese executives. One person who is notably China's richest man said that working overtime and 72 hours a week was a huge blessing. And I'm sure it is for you, dumbass. You are the richest man in China or that's how like your kind of title goes. You don't have to do all of that work. You're a billionaire. You're just trying to brainwash people to think that there's absolutely nothing wrong with working yourself literally to death just so you can keep making more money off their graves. It's never shocking to see a billionaire say that their workers should feel lucky to work as much as they do and barely see anything in return, but it never ceases to absolutely piss me off. But now for the other question, what was happening with the other app, Peen Duao Duao? Well, their situation actually kept getting worse. Just two weeks after the young woman's sudden death, another young worker committed suicide while he was visiting his parents. The very next day, an employee was allegedly fired because they dared to criticize the clearly horrific work culture in the company. Now, people were calling for a boycott. After the massive outcries, the Shanghai Municipal Human Resources and Social Security Bureau both launched an investigation into the company. Meanwhile, they were also doing their best trying to clean up the massive mess that they had made. They released statements saying they were going to offer their employees psychological counseling, though I have no idea if they actually did this. I can't find any sources that say they did. And they released a screenshot from the father of the first woman who thanked the company for its support. And I don't know why, but that move in particular just rubs me the wrong way. Like, don't do that. Don't use a grieving family to fix your PR nightmare. But anyway, that's also what they did. So what came from all of this? Honestly, I'm not 100% sure. I haven't seen any announcements regarding the results of the investigations. It seems like they're still doing okay and their master company, PDD Holdings, is clearly doing fine considering their recent release of Timu and spontaneous takeover of the American marketplace. Now, while Timu and Pinduoduo are not the same company, they do share the same owners. It wouldn't be a stretch to imagine that the same things that are happening in one company are likely happening in the other. But we don't know much about Timu. We can hope that maybe Timu is treating their employees a little better since they're headquartered here in the US, but as we know, just because a company is in the US, it doesn't mean that employees are being treated fairly with respect and dignity, far from it in a lot of cases. Again, we can't know for sure what's happening. These are just my opinions based on what I've learned so far. But speaking of the sister company relationship and the possibility of similarities between them, let's dive into one other thing that might serve as a bit of a red flag. The counterfeit controversy. China's e-commerce discounter Pinduoduo faced a bombardment of allegations that some of the products listed on its platform are fake or substandard. 
this is going to be a make or break factor on the company's business model um, because you cannot uh, carry on like that, especially when you are now one of the major e-commerce platforms. I already brought up my concern that some of the items on Timu just seemed a little too good to be true. But with Timu's sister company, this concern has been ongoing for years. In 2018, the company was hit by an onslaught of accusations and demands from companies who claimed that Pinduoduo had been selling counterfeit versions of their products. Right after the company decided to go public in the US, raking in an impressive valuation of $23.8 billion, news started flooding in that they were likely selling knockoff versions of Chinese products. For example, one of the biggest TV makers in the country, Skyworth Digital Holdings Limited, released a statement that asked Pinduoduo to stop selling fake versions of their product on its website. Around the same time, they had casually removed one of their listings for another television called Xiaomi New Product, which shared striking similarities to products from a Chinese company called Xiaomi Corporation. Look at that, it even had the same name. Apparently, this issue was so pervasive that a writer even claimed on their personal blog that they had pirated his books and were selling those to its customers. Clearly, this was all starting to get just a little bit out of hand. Just one week after they went public, multiple different entities began an in-depth investigation on whether or not they knowingly let their vendors sell counterfeit goods. This included seven US law firms who all swiftly published investor alerts. While areas outside of China all seem shocked at this revelation and at the seemingly sudden emergence of counterfeit claims, watchdog groups in China didn't share the same level of surprise. James Wong, who is the chief of business development at the company Dropchain, told Forbes, accusations of Pinduoduo selling fake products have been going on for a long time before the IPO. In 2017, Pinduoduo removed more than 10.7 million problematic products and blocked 40 million links related to infringing products on their site. And first things first, holy shit, Batman, that's a lot of fake products. Second, why didn't people know this before investing millions of dollars in the company? It's not like the issue was a secret. In fact, the China e-commerce research center said that the company had received the most complaints out of any other Chinese e-commerce site in 2016. And yet folks still acted shocked after the company went public that there might've been some problems. Something about that just seems incredibly off to me. Everyone in China seemed to know that this was an issue. In fact, Matthew Brennan, the co-founder of China Channel said, quote, would anyone in China be surprised that there are fake goods on any of the major e-commerce platforms? Absolutely not. It's an industry-wide problem. An industry-wide problem. I just want you to keep that one line in your head. Now, regardless, the United States decided to strike fast after the accusations arose. By 2019, they had placed the platform on the blacklist of notorious markets for their sale of suspected counterfeit goods. Obviously, Pinduoduo responded with a sense of confusion. In a statement, they claimed that they didn't fully understand why they had been added to the blacklist and disagreed with the report. According to them, they were in the process of introducing new measures to ensure that no counterfeit merchants would appear on their site. And they said they were going to work closely with any and all law enforcement agencies to ensure they remove the suspicious products. Again, it seems like the company is still doing all right, though they are definitely a little less trusted by investors in the US now. But I wanna go back to that line I told you to keep in your head, an industry-wide problem. Is it perhaps possible that in the United States, the investors and the consumers were all once again falling into the same trap? Timu is not well-known and it has its base in the US. 
but it works just like Pinduoduo. It takes products from Chinese merchants and sells them directly to the consumer. It wouldn't be an incredible revelation that they might also have some issues with counterfeit products on their website. Once again, this hasn't been proven to be true. I don't see any lawsuits right now, but it's definitely something to keep in the back of your mind. If someone tells you there's a problem that runs in the industry, I'm kind of inclined to believe them. Currently, the only real lawsuit Timu is facing, ironically, is actually with Shein. They accuse Timu of hiring influencers to misrepresent their brand and spread false information about Shein. In fact, Shein believes that Timu has even tried to impersonate their company to try and trick consumers into thinking they were either the same or associated. Timu adamantly denies these allegations and claims that they are vigorously defending its rights. Now, if Shein were to win, it would actually block Timu from ever using Shein's name in their advertisements in the future, and they would also potentially be entitled to a payout from the company for lost profits. This whole thing is just kind of funny to me, honestly, because this is exactly how they tried to sell me in that sponsorship request. They go, we're just like Shein. So I'll keep watching it. There's nothing better than seeing two skeevy companies brawl it out. And since Timu is so new, there's no way for certain to tell what they're really about. But if their sister company is any indication, then likely it's not too good. While they may try to entice you with their free products and their cute little games, try not to get distracted. Look a little bit deeper and always do your research when buying things online. While some places claim that it's the safest app of all time with the best products, for us poor broke Americans who are going through yet another fucking recession, I just don't feel quite as confident. Sure, it is a cheaper option than Amazon by far, but that's not really saying anything when everyone seems to think it does. There are more red flags than I would like to see in a brand new company, and I would not at all be surprised if we hear more things come out about them in the future in the coming months and years, and I'm not the only one who thinks this. US and China tech analyst Rui Ma told Reuters, I think as Timu gets a higher profile, there will be more and more lawsuits. And honestly, I'm inclined to agree. But with all of that being said, that is the end of today's episode about Timu. I have I don't think I've ever actually had a company approach me with an advertisement thing saying we're just like another company in which it's a company I literally had just covered and tried to tell me that was a good thing for sponsorship. I just I've never had something so bizarre like this happen, so when that showed up, I was like, "Well, you say you're just like Shein, so let me take a look." And oh boy, you're just like Shein. I didn't even know this company existed until they sent me this email. And to be honest, like it's probably never going to really happen again, or at least not for a couple years or something. But you know, hey, if uh, any other company needs a needs a corporate casket done about them, uh, hit me up. Apparently, I'd love to do some digging. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, thank you so much for making it to the end of today's episode. This was just an absolutely bizarre topic that just dropped itself off on my doorstep, and I I still can't believe it happened. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. Let me know your thoughts. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.